another exciting episode of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dustin Blanton, along with my co-host, Travis Masterson. What's going on, Travis? We got another episode. Episode 9. We got a little live action tonight. We got some real drafts going for me. Episode 9, talking about a bunch of guys that are very polarizing, even just between you and I. So it's about to go down tonight. I'm excited for tonight. You're dang right it is. You're dang right it is. We got more preseason football. I got my hair cut, so I don't look like a garbage monster anymore. Life's good right now, man. Life is, everything is on the rise right now. A good haircut will really do that. It changes your life, at least for a few it weeks. It does. It sure does. And then you got to do it all again. Yep. It's, it's, one of my, it's one of my favorite hobbies, really, is getting But if you think about it optimistically, you're changing your life for the better pretty much guaranteed once a month. And a lot of people yeah. don't get to say that. No. No, it's, 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 it's a net positive every single time, for sure. No, I, I go to this really cool place. It's, it's got these di- the, the nice leather chairs. And they do the massage and the, the hair wash. It's nice. They, they, the whole nine yards applies here. If only they were talking fantasy football the entire time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's right. I, you know, you might never leave all- there, though. That's dangerous. No. I used to go to sports clips like forever ago. And then I stopped going when they started like, like, yeah, we play sports, but then it'd be like badminton. It's like, <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> not, not your sport. No more. No fantasy no, I, badminton. No, I'm not a fan of giraffe tennis. Sorry. Oh, wow. Like, no. no offense to those I, who are sport. Who, all right. So imagine but, uh, you're at a party silly. and then you go up to someone and you're like, oh, hey, you were in a sports. Like, oh yeah, man, I'm really big into badminton. Like, you're leaving that party. Or at Be least prepared not for a little bit couch. of awkward silence. Yeah, it's like you don't like. What are you gonna say? It's like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. I do badminton and I do a, a fantasy podcast on the side of badminton. Now, if that's oh. not something that gets people excited about you as a person, right? It's I don't hard know what else to tell, to tell people you. though that like, hey, yeah, like I do a fantasy football podcast <laughs> because I look the fantasy community is great. But talking to people who aren't necessarily in the fantasy community, like I've t- I talked to, there's one guy I found at work that out of nowhere, I'm, I'm, in this, I'm in this room and I hear a familiar voice and it's a fantasy football podcast that I also listen to. I'm like, oh, you listen to this too? He's like, oh yeah, I love this podcast. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then we kind of bonded and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, what do you think of this guy's takes? And he had never heard of him because you know what? Just because you listen to a podcast doesn't also mean you're, uh, you're like, active on twitter as well like i went too deep on this interaction the majority (laughs) of people do not care no they're like oh cool this is something fun i do with the guys i used to drink with in college but that's part of our goal is to show people how awesome this is get it on a a level where they can where we can break it down in a way that they can understand and then they fall in love with it and then they start a podcast it's just that's just come full circle for sure I like the circle. I like the circle of life. It's very Lion King. I love Disney. This has gone on. This has gone on an interesting direction, and I'm here for it. But speaking I also- of Disney, I've been told many times in the last week or two that I need to start the Marvel series from the beginning. Hey, yeah. I have not been a Marvel fan. It's been hard for me to buy into wait, it. Wait, 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 but wait, 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 wait. I'm told. How much have you okay, seen? Okay, go ahead. What have you not seen? This is a I've big seen deal. maybe maybe two marvel movies ever what 
outside of Star Wars, which I I really couldn't get, get out behind of here. Marvel's anyway. not Star Wars is not Marvel. Stop it. Stop it. Is it not part of the is no. it not part of not watch part them in order? No. Star oh, okay. Wars, no. Okay. Oh goodness. People. Well, I watched Captain America yesterday. I am It's a good start. I am movie number one in order is down. Okay. And the draft that I'm in tonight with a, a bunch of other guys in the industry is Marvel themed. Oh yeah, the Avengers it's a twelve League. team PPR. Yeah, it's the Avengers League. And I have claimed Wolverine, so I can't wait to get to that movie and figure out who that is. I know what he looks like. I've seen him as a kid. I don't know why he's cool <laughs> other than his hands, but I'm oh, going to find man. out. <laughs> oh, man. You have so much to learn. So much to learn. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. All right. So everyone tune into our Marvel podcast that I'm sure we're going to be starting. Um, oh, yeah. But today on this episode, we've got some pretty cool segments. I'm actually really intrigued to see who you have to bring up because I've got a guy, a couple guys that I really want to talk about. Um, we're calling it he's this year's that's the name of the segment because we're talking about guys who we think could be similar production, similar jumps in production from guys that performed in 2019 going into 2020, you know, similar, whether it's similar situations, I, I'm excited to, to really either be completely wrong because I like to bring things up and you like to just absolutely trash what I, what I bring up. <laughs> I love nothing more than to bring you facts and let you decide what to do with them. Right. Uh, facts don't live here. Not not on the guys that I like. The facts don't matter. If you if you hate facts, I tell my wife this all the time, probably a lot of times at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, gosh. I tell her, if you hate facts, there's not much I can do for you. Oh, <laughs> brutal. It, it doesn't end well for me, at least for the next hour or so. Right. But again, I'm sitting here and I still say... If you hate the facts, there's nothing I can do for you. We can talk about feelings. We have to talk about feelings. We can talk about feelings in fantasy football, in marriage, about doing chores, whatever the case is. The facts don't change, and that's why I like to use them. Okay. So we'll see what you do with them tonight. I, I'm excited uh, for your facts. Mostly ignore them. Um, <laughs> mostly. You also have that in common with my wife. <laughs> Uh, yes, I don't care about what the numbers say. It's what I feel. And I, you know what? Sometimes I like to find numbers that make what I feel look correct. And that's what we're, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm about. Um, let's do it. Let's, let's see. Let's, let's see yeah, where we'll we go. We'll dive into facts. it. Um, enough of this funny business. We'll get it started. Um, I'm going to let you go first because I'm not ready for the carnage that will be my, my guy. It, you are going to have to get ready for it. Okay. Hit so me I will start facts. with... Hit me in the face with some facts. This is going to be somebody that I've targeted in the offseason in best ball leagues, in redraft leagues, and dynasty leagues. He is kind of a do-it-all across-the-board quarterback when it comes to I want him. Um, Justin Herbert is this year's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers went from QB 10 in 2019 to QB 3 in 2020. Whoa. Let's talk about why. I think because he played The reason why I picked – the reason – yeah, well, that's part of it. The reason why I picked Justin was he was a guy who finished outside of the top eight last year, and I think he has a chance to finish inside of the top three, much like the jump that Rodgers made last year. I wouldn't call it a jump for Rodgers at this point in his career. 
But from that's, season that's to season, be, that's a tough sell into the top three. Wow. Yeah, I think he. I wrote. I think he has a chance to finish inside the top three, oh, like and a not a chance ticket. like like a lottery no, not like, like I have a chance of winning the lottery if I buy a ticket. I see what you're saying. Like he's like wink, wink, gonna make it in there. Wink, wink. I will I bring this can. back to you. I will bring this back full circle. And what I mean by he has a chance at the very you're end. So but in the meantime, me there's a chance. Before we get no, it does not have that tone to it. You will see why. <laughs> Let's look at the guys. This is how I approach this. I wanted to look at the guys who finished above Herbert last year. Okay. Who do I think that he can pass and why? Because in order to climb, you've got to beat some people out. Sure. So just let's just go in order. First, Kyler Murray. Don't get me wrong. I love Kyler Murray. You love Kyler Murray. Yes. If you don't love Kyler Murray, you're probably making a big mistake. You should re-question everything that you've been doing in fantasy. He's going to be great. However, is there room for some regression with Kyler Murray, Dustin? There's so much room. So All much right. Room. Here, I'm glad that you agree with that. Kyler had. Here's, here's regression number one, at least a chance for it. Kyler had 800 rushing yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I don't see – while I, I can see him repeating – the 800 rush yards. If he has an awesome rushing year again, I don't think that he will need to, to that extent with a very, very improved O-line. I don't think he's going to be flushed out of the pocket, running for his life, picking up 10 here, 15, 10, 15, like he was last year. The big regression I think is going to come with 11 rushing touchdowns. Part of that comes from the O-line. Part of that comes from bringing oh, in sure. I mean, tight ends James Conner. Or tight ends. Touchdowns are kind of fickle anyway. I mean, right. I, I'm not sitting here saying that he's going to rush for 11 touchdowns again. But I I, I mean, you, you're not banking on that. I think the he's going to be in the red zone a lot with that offense. I think that's kind of Yeah, and I there. think I think he's going to rush for plenty of touchdowns. It's impossible to keep him out. Once he gets anywhere near there, he's finding a way in. But I think if I am talking about regression touchdown-wise, I'm just bringing him back to the other elite rushing quarterbacks from last year, mm -hmm. like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Those guys are at 7 and 8. Let's just say Murray comes back to earth and goes to the 7 to 8 range with those guys. If you only regress those CDs by that three or four margin, Justin Herbert is one and a half points per game behind Murray. So just one area of rushing touchdowns, regressing just a little bit, even if you're not going from 800 to the 600 yards that I think in my projections, I have him going down a couple hundred rushing yards. Okay. Just the touchdowns alone, Herbert's right there with him. So, does that give him a chance to pass him if he's within two points per game? Yes, absolutely. Number two, Josh Allen. I'm not seeing many reasons, if any, for Josh Allen to regress. So, I'm going to skip Josh Allen. I think he will be in that group of guys that has a strong chance to go top three again. From what I saw in looking at Allen's stats, I mean, did, do you have an area of Allen's game that you think he will regress in? Or is it pretty much repeatable? Maybe the TD to, to interception ratio comes down a little bit. But for the most part, I think of most of what he did is going to be repeatable. Nothing was like, holy cow, 11 rushing touchdowns. Like, it wasn't oh, sure. anything like that that I saw. Um, 
I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, he threw for 37 touchdowns. I mean, that's that's a good amount. Um, I'm I know they they like to throw the ball a lot, and he's still got Stephon Diggs. I think, granted, it's it's hard to to put a number on Josh Allen because it was such a leap. He he nearly yeah. doubled his touchdown total from the year before. I don't yeah, ever. Big. I don't like to give guys like, oh, he's definitely gonna throw for right around forty touchdowns again. Like even Patrick Mahomes, like he's. I will always give Mahomes the benefit of the doubt, but saying that Josh Allen's definitely gonna throw for thirty-five plus touchdowns, I I see regression in that area. If if we're talking about regression, you know, and in, in that you know right. falling back towards the mean, then sure, yeah, I I think that there there could be some regression there does he get to 37 no will he get to probably will he get over 30 you know between 30 and 35 yeah probably like i said touchdowns are fluky i don't i don't necessarily i want to see it for one more year to to give him that ceiling every single year and he does have that ceiling right. but i want to see it again okay fair enough um i agree there's there's could be some i don't know where it's going to come from it could be the passing touchdowns but I couldn't find anything in the stats that was like glaring to me, kind of like Kyler's rushing touchdown. Sure. Um, the next player is Aaron Rodgers. He had a glaring regression stat. He oh, yeah. threw for 22 more touchdowns in 2020 yeah, touchdown than he did in 2019. Off, off the charts. He's not like JJ Zacharyson does a great job of breaking that down. Is that like he the offense alone had 64 touchdowns last year and. Like normally, the average in the last like ten years, there was like twenty nine teams that had that yeah. many touchdowns and sixty te- uh, sixty touchdowns. They the average that they all regressed the next year was eleven touchdowns. So they also had like the highest, like he had the highest or the second highest touchdown rate ever last year, and then their goal line touchdown percentage was off the charts. Like he th- he had like yeah, it was insane. So many goal line t- throwing touchdowns that'll regress most likely. This he was 13th in the NFL in pass attempts last year. Crazy. 13th. He's middle of the pack, but 22 more touchdowns than the year before. Right. So all that, I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers. I have made it clear over the years, he is my favorite active NFL player. I right. don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think the Packers are going to be bad. They're probably going to win the division again. Sure. But there's plenty of room for regression in the touchdowns uh in the passing touchdowns category so for those, sure. are, those are like guys that are like right around the top three last year um right right so like so uh, these those are like reasons that these guys could fall out of the the top three like what are some reasons though that like josh herbert could like or josh herbert justin herbert could you know ascend this year though like what are what are some- i will get there i will get there okay make I'm land close. the plane There's- travis land the plane there are so there's just a few more guys. I won't get into it as much depth. But like Patrick Mahomes, of course, he's probably going to be top three. Is everybody's clear-cut QB1 in him. the ranks. He was QB8 last year, huh? Uh, Yeah, and maybe four the year before. So he may not oh, finish up there, but you, yeah, of, course he's gonna be, of course he's going to be predicted up there. Deshaun Watson, we know, out. Um, Russell Wilson has been a perennial top five, six quarterback. There's not a whole lot of reason for him to regress. So with him, it's for me, it's if I'm going to make a case for Herbert to pass Wilson or Wilson to do a little bit worse than last year, it's going to be the improvement of the defenses in that division. We know what we're getting with the Rams defense. It's insane. The Cardinals defense is much better. 
the addition of JJ Watt. Sure. And 49ers are healthy now. Yeah, so that that 2019 offense that was giving quarterbacks, running backs, you name it. Yeah. Nobody could score on I them. Just don't so really... it, they're back and healthy. It's going to be a lot harder for the Seahawks to do exactly what they did last year. I'm more of a believer that like he's a great quarterback. It's going to be a great offense again. Grant, they fell off in the second half of the year. Like Russell was not as accurate. I don't know what was going on with that team last year, but they fell off. If we can get a full season of Russell cooking, then yeah, I think he's always got a chance. He he could finish. He's I don't put it past Russell Wilson to have a top quarterback season but i we gotta see it for a full season we've never seen it for a full 16 game now 17 game season yeah okay so i will the next two are brady and Tannehill. uh the only obviously we're not gonna dog tom brady his all of his weapons are back he's got he's in that group to finish in the top three he's he's in that small group that can do it i don't think Tannehill can do it he had seven rushing touchdowns last year, by far the most in his career. We take those down by three or four back to his second highest, which is four. Before that, he's never rushed for more than one. So I'm not seeing yeah. Tannehill go anywhere near see, that again. I don't see him in the top three at all. So why do I love Justin Herbert himself as opposed to just talking down on the other guys? Yes. Tell me. There's three or four main reasons. In... 2020, he was fourth in yards per game. Had he played in the one more game, he would have been number four in the league in total passing yards, number four in pass attempts. The volume is clearly at an elite level. He's in that top five pass attempts. He was number four in yards without a single 1,000-yard receiver, missing six games of Eckler, who's a top three receiving back in the league. So you bring back Eckler. Their O-line ranking has gone from 30th to 18th. That's a significant jump. Okay. He was, he was sacked a lot last year. He oh, was top on, 10 in sacks. I want to pick at that real quick. How are they ranking okay. this the 18th ranked? Like, what, what has changed? They've gotten rid of the center. What, what has changed to make this them This is according the- to... Um, it's the 18th I think it's pro football. Ranked? Yeah, pro football focus. Okay. They bumped them up 12 spots in O-line rank. We'll see. I don't know what goes into that, but it's a source that people appreciate. They gave their center to the Cardinals. No, that was Oakland. Uh, Oakland. Okay, Oakland gave their center. I know someone – oh, you know what? Maybe – I'll have to look into it. I don't don't want to speak too many quote-unquote facts here um, and throw people off without without researching it. But, man, last year – I just know that they threw it a bunch last year because they trailed. And that defense is yes. going to be a lot better this year. Are they going to have to chuck it all game? Don't get me wrong. Justin Herbert's great. I, I, I knew that that would be a counterpoint, and I actually looked up, was that really why? Because I actually made that argument against Herbert early in the offseason was they were trailing the whole time. Yes, they were trailing a lot. Yes, they were. But he had the same amount of passes while trailing last year on the season as Kyler Murray and Tom Brady. Two okay. guys that are projected to be in that top five again this year who had great years last year. So sure. different. I don't necessarily though. think that's a stat that is going to hurt the argument for Herbert. Like, I don't know. My, my stance with that, just, just you brought up Kyler Murray and Tom Brady. Those are two passing prolific offenses that don't want to run, uh, run a lot. I don't know what this offense looks like now without Anthony Lynn as the head coach. So 
not to not to say it can't happen. I want like I said, he's got another year to prove it this year. I I am a believer that the sophomore slump is real. Um, people didn't have an entire off season to get ready for Justin Herbert in the NFL. Now they do. Offenses were definitely uptick last year because of no no training camp and COVID. I'm gonna be interested to see can Herbert actually make that jump into the top three? That's a hard jump because you're you are going to have to compete with these other quarterbacks that are rushing quarterbacks. You you know your Lamar Jackson can't can't get back up in there. You know if Patrick Mahomes yeah he can. I've I've got those guys the rushing guys. So we've got Allen, yeah. Kyler Murray, Lamar. Mahomes, mm-hmm. and then the two, the other two are going to be Brady and Herbert. For right. me, I think that's a that's a group of five or six guys. Sure, all he has to do is beat out two of them, and he finishes in the top three. So that's why I think that's going to be tough because out of those guys, he I can he make that jump. Least. I think he runs the least out of those guys. Same as Mahomes. Yeah, maybe, but then he's got to be just as good as Mahomes, which he could be. I, you know, I'm not going to put it past him, but he's got to be. But he's just again. Not to say he can't do it. I think that it's going to be – God, he's such an intriguing prospect. I love watching him play because he has such a cannon for an arm. I am all over watching him play this year. Yeah, I'm excited so, about pick. all his weapons too. Good pick. I don't disagree with it. I like to poke little holes in the argument to see where, see if you've, uh, you've got your, uh, your numbers in so order. So here's my, here's my test for you. Okay. At the beginning of the argument about Justin Herbert, you said – so you're saying there's a chance. Yep. Do you feel like there's more than that uh, after the case has been made? Like or are you still saying he's, he's got about as good a chance as about 10 or 12 other guys? I don't think there's 10 or 12 guys that can make it into the top five or top three even. You said top three here, so I'll, I'll stick at that. Um, I don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers level, but I think, I think he's definitely going to be a locked and loaded you know, top 10 quarterback. Um, a lot has to, a lot has to go right for him to go top three. So not ready to give him that, that crown, but I think top 10, top eight, even I'll give him top eight. I think he'll, I think he'll do it. He was nine last year. For sure. He'll jump up a spot. One Uh, spot. That's all you're giving him. (laughs) Wow. What a weak argument by me. God dang. (laughs) All right. On to yours. Well, my guy is super, um, fun. We'll say that because, boy, oh, boy, the guy throwing him the ball isn't, isn't that fun to watch. Uh, my guy's Jerry Judy. I think he's this year's Deontay Johnson. And the reason I say that is I, as a rookie, he saw 113 targets. And, you know, make the argument that it's because Cortland Sutton was there, wasn't there or what have you. Targets are earned. And he was the number one target on that team and looked great doing it. Granted, he finished last year as the wide receiver 44 in half-point PPR scoring. So, no, not prolific numbers. But I like to fall back on the argument that it was his rookie year. Um, And for one game, he had a wide receiver throwing him the ball, a guy who'd played quarterback some in college his freshman year. Drew Locke was out three games. I know he had a few games with, with Joe Flacco and other quarterbacks whose names aren't important now. But then he also had Drew Locke. And now one of the arguments is going to be that Drew Locke is still on the team. And unfortunately, this is an unavoidable truth that we just can't escape right now. 
but hopefully our our savior is there in the form of checking my notes teddy bridgewater you that's know that's got to excite you he, oh yeah do you look when you let say me ask you a question when you say jerry judy's a breakout guy and then right. you say well let me he ask has you, bridgewater as a backup <laughs> let me ask you a question though how many gloves does drew lock wear zero i believe exactly teddy bridgewater wears two more gloves than drew that's twice Locke. as good he's at least at least twice as good at and that's twice i could stop the argument here but i won't for the benefit of our listeners i'm going to continue to talk about some very interesting and rock solid facts one of bring them, it on look i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this argument on home and and tell you jerry judy was number two in unrealized air yards so he was, yeah, sure. Drew Lock was tossing it down the field. Explain what that is for for people that haven't. Unrealized gotten to that air yards yet. are the distance that the ball travels when targeting Jerry Judy, um, but then the catch isn't made. So when Drew Lock, so basically it, they're throwing at him, yeah, and missing, but it's not catchable, right? Yeah. So unrealized air yards, and if that that should excite you, I feel like it. Should excite you because, again, we've talked about this in previous episodes that typically those unrealized air yards don't repeat at that high of a level. Um, so, like, 965 air yards more than likely is going to reduce to, again, when wide receivers last year who had a ride around 900 uh, unrealized air yards, they typically fell back down to the 600 to 500 yard range. And Jerry Judy had 1,536 air yards. Again, he finished the year um, with 856 air yards, which was good for 30th among wide receivers. And he only had three touchdowns. Yeah, so based on that, based on that statement, if you believe that those unrealized air yards will be reduced to that degree, he could be a 1,300-yard receiver. I think, look... I'm not going to write him in for 1,300 yards, but do I think he can get over 1,000 yards this season and bump up those touchdowns? Absolutely. Will he stick at 113 targets this year like he did last year? I think he'll have even more because second-year wide receivers typically are the ones that are going to break out the most. And honestly, looking at his ADP, you're getting him in you know past the sixth round, and that is an absolute steal, guys. What Deon- I, I compared him to Deontay Johnson, and Deontay Johnson made a similar leap. He was 41st uh, last year, or in 2019, in, P- in half-point PPR points, and then jumped all the way up to 23. So I'm not predicting that Jerry Judy is going to be a wide receiver one, but I am projecting that he is going to outperform his ADP and jump into the wide receiver two category, and he can have, he will have some wide receiver one weeks. I mean, last year he... He did have a few wide receiver one weeks. Granted, they were kind of few and far between. I think he only had two weeks inside the top 12, but maybe another year in that system. Better quarterback play. Please cross your fingers for Teddy B to get in that game and use the two gloves that God gave him. And Jerry Judy making (laughs) making more plays down the field. I I think the equipment managers in Carolina and Louisville and now Denver – uh, and Minnesota. How many am I missing here? There's a lot of equipment <laughs> managers that think he just called me God, right? And, and because <laughs> I gave him those, the, I gave him those gloves. Someone's gonna get a hold every of them damn day after <laughs> listening to these episodes. They're gonna be like, yes. 
somewhat God-giving gloves. <laughs> but Teddy Two Gloves, man, I think he is not. He's not going to be, you know, uh, a top twelve quarterback, or probably not even top, you know, twenty quarterback. But he supported a wide receiver one in Robbie Anderson last year, and I still think Jerry Judy has just as much, if not more, talent than Robbie Anderson. I'm, I'm a huge Robbie or uh, Jerry Judy fan. I just think that he's in for that kind of breakout. But one of the big arguments that I know you're going to bring up is the passing volume because he's not on the Steelers and that is a damn shame. Okay, I want to fact check a couple things here. Okay, hit me with it. Robbie Anderson last year, yep, was wide receiver 24. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Not a wide receiver one. Yeah, you know what? Um However, I believe he However. Was. Okay. That's important. You got to believe in your guys. Teddy did provide enough accuracy and volume for DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel to all three finish inside of the top 25. Okay. There was not another team in the NFL that had three guys inside the top 25. So you're telling me... There's a chance. I'm saying if your argument for Jerry Judy is to become true, mm-hmm. then Teddy Bridgewater has to win that job. If Drew Locke wins the job, it's going to be ugly. Let me explain why I think that. Okay. I'm, all, I'm here for it. Cortland Sutton is a season removed from being a top 20 fantasy receiver. With over 120 targets. Yeah, but he had two knees when he did that. True. You said that Jerry Judy is this year's Deontay Johnson. Yes. Deontay Johnson making a big jump in the target category. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. He had Finishing a- number five in the league last year in targets for wide receivers. He had 144. Where did... Jerry Judy finish in targets per game. He was number 21, I believe. Okay, I I believe it's 30. Really in targets per game? Yes. Ah, uh, I might be Without more. without Cortland Sutton, he was not in he was he was 30th in the league in targets. Gross. So if you add Cortland Sutton who's a more than 100 target player taking away from Judy, who was already 30th. I don't see volume there. Now here's why there's not volume there. It has nothing to do with Judy, not being great. It has to do with Denver and Locke in particular. He completed 254 passes in his 13 games. I understand Flacco started some, there was a receiver that started one. Take those out. Just in the 13 games that Locke started. Okay. He completed 19 passes per game. He was also dead last in the league in completion percentage. That is gross. Judy being number 89 in the league last year for position players, 89th in yards per target. Means they're not throwing it to him downfield. 
Drew Locke is the least accurate quarterback in the NFL. And they are in the bottom third, or not maybe they're 19th. They're right on that fringe, a bottom third in pass volume. There's just not enough there for Judy to do it. Even when if if when he gets it, he's great. He can't get the ball enough. And if he does, then Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant are terrible, terrible fantasy players based on volume. I don't think they have to be terrible players for him to to have a good season. I think so your yards per target argument, all that tells me is that he was targeted a lot and for every target he had, he didn't have you know the most amount of yards per that target. I think you're confusing uh, yards per target and average target distance because he was actually top twenty in average target distance. So they are giving him okay. The high- that yeah. So so that's fine for players like Deontay Johnson who are getting top ten volume. Sure. Or guys who are playing with a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater who mm-hmm. finished number four in the NFL in completion percentage last year. Right. I'm hoping Teddy B. Gets if you're playing with an accurate guy, that's fine. If you get volume near the line of scrimmage within the 10-yard line or, or 10 yards out and he's peppering you with targets, they can be great. But if you're not getting hit and you're not getting thrown downfield or, or your yards per, per target or yards per catch are low, you're going to have a lot of 50, 60-yard games. I want Judy to be awesome. He will And I don't want awesome. it to take a sudden injury. I don't want it to take somebody getting hurt. I just think... Uh, look, they're solid. It has arguments. to be Teddy. I know it has I, to be Teddy. I, I really do. I, I think it will be Teddy. I think that I just don't think Drew Locke makes the best decisions. I've seen it time and time again for the last couple of years. I think eventually Teddy's going to be the quarterback for this team, probably just for the season. But that's all we need. Look, is I just don't see him. I I think he's just too talented not to be in that that conversation for a top 24 spot, you know. Yeah. I, I will agree with you. If Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, Jerry Judy finishes as a wide receiver too. Okay. That's all we're, I needed to hear. We're, we're there together. Will social media let Teddy Bridgewater start after 80-yard bombs to Hamler? Probably not. I hope so. But we'll see. I really hate that the Denver Broncos hired social media as their their head coach. <laughs> At this point, everybody has except uh, Shanahan. You just and see Teddy Bridgewater, Maggie. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, you know, trying to tell him to come in, you know, send in the play, and the the Twitter poll hasn't quite come in yet on the next play. The two organizations that people wish were run by social media would be right now would be the Bears and the 49ers. Oh, for sure. True. And they are the two that are clearly saying that's not happening. Yeah, Jimmy G and is our And it's pissing people off. And everyone's like, no. It's, like, it's pissing everybody off. I think, I think Matt Nagy goes home and drinks after he has to tell the, the media, Andy Dalton is our quarterback. Andy, no. It's so clear that Justin Fields is the future. So oh, they know. In Matt Nagy's head, in Matt Nagy's head, does he, he has to think, we could win the Super Bowl with this team. Otherwise, what are you doing? I Look, I also believe it. He has to think they're good enough to win it all. Do you? <laughs> no. No. Then what other reason could there be? Some football reason, man. There's a football reason. He has to. You, okay, so you're just think, you're thinking Fields needs to learn for a little bit and grow, and then he'll be ready. Right. He's, he's actually not ready yet is what you're saying. No, he's not ready. No. I, okay, I don't think he's that's ready. fair. I think if we... All right, what do we got? Moving on. Uh, so, 
I understand that you also have a wide receiver that is also you have a you have <laughs> look. Oh, this is not going to be accepted we, well. We have this is a polarizing topic because the name you're about to bring up is a guy that look I don't necessarily love, but I like him more than what you're about to do to him. Go ahead. I apologize to the truthers in advance. In particular, there's some uh, very prominent fantasy football, very wealthy fantasy football podcasters, writers, show hosts, if you will, entertainers that have Tyler Lockett as a my guy, meaning they are planting their flag that Tyler Lockett will be great this year. Yep at least compared to his ADP. So, let's get into Tyler Lockett, because I had some shares of Tyler Lockett last year. Okay. And while some remember the great weeks, I do not, because he let you down in 14 of your 16 fantasy weeks. He hurt you. I'm ready to forgive, though. Like... You're ready to forget. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, let let me ask you how you feel about my comparison. Tyler Lockett is this year's Devontae Parker. Do you think those guys go in the same sentence? No. Devontae Parker, wide receiver seven in 2019. Okay. Wide receiver 42 last year. Yes, had some injuries, but wide receiver 42. Okay. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver nine last year. I don't think Tyler Lockett finishes inside the top 25 and maybe the top 30. Blasphemy, man. That's just blasphemy. I'm not seeing it. Ugh. In 2020, he gave you two strong weeks in the entire fantasy season. In those two games, everybody remembers. He had three touchdowns, finishing with 32 points, and then he had another three touchdowns and finished with 45 points. Okay. Those were awesome league win I mean week winning games. Outside of those two games, the entire rest of the 14 weeks of the fantasy season, he gave you two touchdowns total. Okay. He had double digit targets. People think about Lockett, and myself included before this, I thought about Lockett as a target hog, somebody that every week is getting just sprayed yeah. with targets. He had double-digit targets in two games. Oh, my. He eclipsed 100 yards in two games of 16. How is that a my guy? How, how do you say that Lockett is a reliable wide receiver, too, which mm -hmm. is where you're drafting him towards the beginning of the fifth round? For most people, you're drafting him as a yeah. wide receiver too, which last year, wide receiver nine. If you look at it on the course of the year, you got great value, but he only gave you great value in two games. It was his first 100 catch season in his entire seven year career, and he hit 100 on the dot. So if he didn't, if he had one less catch, he would still not have a single 100 catch season in his career. Yeah, but plenty of wide receivers don't have a hundred catch season in their career. Like that that's 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 so hard to do. Would you say that Lockett I mean, would you say that as a fantasy receiver, like in my mind, a good season, 
kind of what you need from your guys are a thousand yards. That's kind of the baseline goal is a thousand, anything over that. Good job. Anything under that. Yuck. Uh, a thousand yards is kind of the bar, at least in a 16 game. Now it's going to be like a thousand fifty, thousand seventy five yards. You have never mm. gotten 1000 yards in a fantasy season from Tyler Lockett with okay. the exception of 2019. And that only counts for you if you were in the fantasy championship in week 16. Outside of that one year and that making it to week 16 and the other six years, never made, never got a thousand yards. Yuck. No, thank you. That's Devontae Parker. I hear what you're saying. I hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. I just can't look. I can't get on board with it. Okay. I understand like your arguments all make sense. It's just, look, this is a guy who had 130 targets last year, the year before he had 110. And I don't just like battering numbers out like his, his target volume and reception volume has largely increased. Year over year, the last three years, they want this dude to have the ball. He has a great, not a good, a great quarterback. He also has the benefit of having a killer uh, other alpha wide receiver on the on the team to take coverage away from him. He's he's honestly he's Russell Wilson's favorite target. Yeah, it didn't show off up last year because the the offense completely fell off. It didn't show up in fourteen out of sixteen games. Okay, I don't think it's I don't think it's fourteen out of sixteen games. He he still had five weeks uh, last year that were wide receiver one or two weeks. Four of those being wide. He didn't go over seven. He only went over seventeen, maybe one what other time. What are you talking about? I'm. Are you talking about half point PPR? Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at full point. I'm looking at full point PPR. These were these were these were different rankings. Um, but still, he he's still putting up numbers. Like, no, the second half of the season. What numbers? You just bad numbers or good numbers? Look, you just mentioned he had a fifty-point week, like the right. The, if you take away that one forty-five-point week where he had three touchdowns, which is incredibly unlikely, right? He's outside the top twenty-four. Okay, so do you? And that's all I'm saying. Where he'll finish is you think he's going to be outside you, the top twenty? I just don't think I don't see him falling outside of the top twenty-four. His, his I touchdown do. totals. The dude scored like they target him in the you last season he had ten touchdowns. You know how many touchdowns he's had the other two the two seasons prior eight and then ten. That the, they target him in the red zone. It's not a fluke that he gets that many touchdowns. If look if that if the touchdowns happen three in one game, guess what? He'll just get some more later. He, they're he didn't. <laughs> he that's the thing. He gave you three once and three another time and two the rest of the fourteen games. He had ten. You're he waiting and waiting and what? That was the theme. Ten. No, they they weren't. They were, yes. Were they were they, they focused on certain games? Six of them. Six of them came in yes, two games. This is true. You only got yes, two, he, two other touchdowns from Tyler Lockett in the entire yeah, fantasy he wasn't, season. No, because week seventeen he had two more. That doesn't matter. He was very volatile. Yes, he was volatile last year i understand it leaves a bad taste in your mouth but i'm i'm all for look i'm all for scooping that up if he wants to fall into the sixth round and i get tyler lockett as a wide receiver three let me get tyler lockett as a wide receiver three in the sixth round let it happen because he's going he's in the fifth tar- the argument that they were making 
that is that at his ADP is a smash of the draft button in the fifth round. Meaning you're taking him over Chase Claypool. I wouldn't do that. Cooper Cup. Nope. T. Higgins. No. Deontay Johnson. Nope. Exactly. Okay, I understand. I understand. You're not taking him over any of those guys. No, I wouldn't take him over any of those guys in the fifth. Could I take him in the fifth if all, if all those guys are taken? They won't be. They probably won't be. Yeah, they, so no. Am I taking him in the fifth? No, I think that's too high. Again, fall into the sixth. If no, if I hope people, though, I hear I hope people hear this argument and be like, I am completely out on Tyler Lockett then. Let him fall. I will take him happily because he's – that would have to be a lot of people to hear this episode in a pretty short amount of time. Right. All I'm saying is, and I will put the thread on Twitter because it is ugly when you look at Tyler Lockett outside of two games. Also, um, it is really a little bad. bit of a little bit of breaking news. A little bit of breaking news. Um, What's the Adam Troutman news? has been seriously injured and carted off the field. And Uh-oh. there's there. Juwan Johnson is a popular receiving option in in New Orleans and a tight end prospect that everyone was very excited about uh, to see. I hope it's not a super. I hope he. I hope he's able to get healthy during the season and come back. But that is a team just completely devoid of wide wide receiver options at this point. And my oh my. So who does that help? What are we taking away from that? I'm I'm staying away from the Saints. If anything, go get Marquez Callaway at the end of your drafts. Like if you're drafting and it's late, go get Marquez Callaway. Um, the, he's going to be the only option for. I mean, Michael Thomas is already going to be gone. But look, if you have Alvin Kamara, I mean, you're not going to. You know, he's he's already going top five, top three. So nothing really to be said there. So so Troutman doesn't affect Kamara. No, I mean. Not not in the way that it's gonna be crazy, um. But yeah, that just a bit of news that I saw breaking. Had to bring it up on on the podcast. Tyler Lockett gonna be a star next year, and I'm glad you agree. Um, I can't wait for Tyler Lockett to be outside the top twenty four and just retweet this episode every single day. Look, I will shave your eye- eyebrows if he is outside the top twenty four. Will you give me the wide receiver one bet on Tyler Lockett that he won't have a wide receiver one? Absolutely not. You did. Okay, so you do agree that he is a wide receiver one. That's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. As just as you think Michael Gallup is a wide receiver one as well. All right, those are my two guys. Lockett is this year's Devontae Parker, and Justin Herbert is last year's Aaron Rodgers. All right. That'll do it for our here he's this year's segment. Those are solid picks. I still think Lockett's going to impress, but only time will tell. One last thing I want to get to, though, and this is a segment I, I really would like to make make something that we, we continue doing, is leading up to drafts, I like to call it Don't Forget Kevin. Um, I'm a big home alone guy. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> don't don't forget these players at home. Don't forget them at the end of your drafts. Just make sure or the one player I was going to mention was Marquez Callaway. Because this is a guy that's going to be the top most likely receiving option on this team 
especially given the news with with um, Adam Troutman and Michael Thomas still being out. You know, should come cheap in drafts, and you know it's going to be on a Sean Payton offense. But another player that I've oh, I've been high on, and you know it's unfortunate that he hasn't played um, due to injury, but he's going virtually undrafted. And he's in a semi-ambiguous wide receiver room. And with Carson Wentz now returning, I'm a big fan of taking a stab at Paris Campbell with my last pick in drafts because he's such a dynamic athlete. And I've mentioned it before on this show, he has the chance to be the target's leader in that offense. T.Y. Hilton is not a spring chicken anymore. He is 32 years old. And Paris Campbell does have that explosive athleticism to get down the field and they use him in the slot. They're going to use him in the screen game. And he's a guy that they're going to manufacture touches for. I don't have a ton of numbers to to back it up because you know what? He hasn't played a bunch of games, but I don't believe he's injury prone. I think he's had a couple freak injuries and he's said to have been a hundred percent healthy now. So this is a guy again, going undrafted, and you can get him with your last pick in your draft. Yeah, I think the thing with the Colts for a while, and understandably so, was you're going to have to be really patient with any Colts uh, receiving options with the Wentz and the offensive line injury issues. But they came back. I think they're in practice today. Like you said, they, these guys are back practicing. They've got a full two and a half weeks to get ready. I think that Paris Campbell and Pittman and maybe even T.Y. really late are going to be good values given how they fell pretty quick and the quick rebound of Carson Wentz, if you will. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, one, if Carson Wentz can rebound, like you said, and two, if he does, especially given the protection that is going to be had with that offensive line and with the offensive mind reuniting with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz, I think there's still some magic left to be had. And who knows? Maybe Carson Wentz does turn it around and someone on that offense, especially given how late these wide receivers go, someone in that offense is going to benefit. And and they're going to be an amazing it, value. So you, exactly. you know you're going to get value, incredible value from somebody. Even if it's just a flex player, or someone you could throw in to start a week, that's that's more than you can hope for, and you're going to know right off the bat when the season starts. Right. With that being said, though, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Losing Sucks. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. Losing Sucks.